Big New York Ranger X-Factors in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We talk about everything from face-off wins to needing a shutdown star players on the Devils or Canes, whichever of those two teams the Rangers play in the first round. We also talk about who needs to do better for the Rangers in the playoffs than they did last year. All this and much, much more on today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 804 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And so, yeah, like I said, Basically, just going to hit the ground running in today's episode. We've got a list here of uh, things that I consider to be X factors, things that could uh, really go a long way in determining exactly how far the Rangers can go in the playoffs and if they could even uh, cap off this this whole thing, this whole journey by lifting the Stanley Cup over their head. It's not a ranking or anything like that. It's just a list, one right after the other. With no further ado, let's kick off the list with uh, the first X factor here. I'm going to say Mika Zibanejad's defense because Mika Zibanejad, any longtime listeners of this show, you guys know. I've, I've heaped praise on him time and time again. I just think he's become one of the most complete, most well-rounded, and frankly, just one of the absolute best players in the NHL. I mean, I think at this point, you're looking at a situation where Mika Zibanej at bare minimum is a top 20 player in this league and possibly even top 10. I mean, maybe I'm being a little Ranger biased there and I'm doing this without you know, thinking about all the great players in this league and and ranking them. But uh, regardless, I think Mika Zibanejad, like I said, he's just the total package for the New York Rangers, and he really does do a little bit of everything to help this team win. And I think that, you know, if the Rangers do make a deep run, if they do end up winning the Stanley Cup, I think for sure uh, Mika Zibanejad is going to be one of the guys leading the way offensively. Uh, you know that he's going to be good for, you know, a good amount of points, series in and series out as the Rangers, you know, go on their journey here. But I think where he can really make a difference is what he can do defensively. I mentioned a second ago, one of the most well-rounded players in the league. Uh, and as far as, you know, two-way centers, he's just about as good as anybody else. Uh, he's always out there. He's always on the top line. Mika Zibanejad is the only guy on the New York Rangers. You know, they juggle the lines and people go up and down and left and right on the lineup. Mika Zibanejad is always there, always on the top line, always centering the top line, and always playing excellent hockey, regardless of who's on his left wing, regardless of who's on his right wing. But as far as defense is concerned... Mika's going to have a heck of a task in front of him uh, in the first round here because we know for a fact, and as of this recording, it's it's actually uh, it's Monday morning, and so by the time you're hearing this, it's going to drop on Wednesday. It's possible that we will know who the Rangers are playing in the first round, first round, excuse me, but as of right now, uh, it could either be the Devils or the Canes. Now, if the Rangers play the Devils, which seems to be the more likely of the two scenarios, then he's going to have a heck of a matchup. The Devils right now is looking at their depth chart. And they've kind of uh, spread the wealth a little bit in terms of where they play their star players. I was looking at their line combinations. But regardless of how the Devils line up, uh, he very likely could be out there against guys like Nico Heischer. Uh Jack Hughes right now has been staring the second line. heischer has been on the top line. Uh, you've got Jesper Bratt, who's always, you know, a, a force to be reckoned with out there. And, of course, Timo Meyer, uh, the Devils' big get at the uh, at the trade deadline this season. But I'm looking specifically at Jack Hughes. And I know right now, you know, Mika's on the Ranger top line. Hughes is technically on the second line for the Devils. But you got to believe um, 
you know, they're going to be seeing each other at some point uh, throughout this series here. And Jack Hughes specifically has been an absolute nightmare for the New York Rangers. In 15 career games against the Rangers for Jack Hughes, uh, yeah, Hughes has nine goals and five assists in those 15 games. So 14 points and 15 career games against the Rangers. And keep in mind, you know, Jack Hughes, his first two seasons was not exactly a world beater. He got off to a very slow start with that team. And regardless, still 14 points in his first 15 games against the Rangers. And I do think it's going to be really difficult for the Rangers to completely shut down Hughes. I mean, I don't think you're going to keep him off the score sheet night in and night out for this entire series, but you have to find a way to contain him. You got to find a way to not let him take over uh, these games. And I think Mika Zibanejad and the way that he plays defensively and just, you know, the way that he goes to work in the offensive zone, playing his tail off. I mean, if you can keep the puck in the offensive zone, that's one effective way to neutralize Jack Hughes. But the Rangers in general, I'm not going to put it all on Mika, but they have to play strong hockey strong defensive hockey. I think Mika Zibanejad could lead the way there, especially as it pertains to their forwards. You know, it's great to talk about uh, how great of a defensive line the fourth line is for the Rangers, you know, Goodrow and VZ and Mott, and that's all well and good, but they're not going to get as many minutes as Mika Zibanejad is. So when Mika's out there, I think he's going to be matched up against some of the Devils' best players. I mean, I know he's going to be matched up against some of the Devils' best players, but I think specifically Jack Hughes. He's got to find a way to try to contain him. Uh, with Hughes, you know, when the, when the Devils play the Rangers, every time Hughes has the puck, I hold my breath. It always looks like he's a threat to do something, to score or make a great pass. And uh, it's been very rare over these last couple of seasons here, these last two seasons specifically, that the Rangers have been able to hold Jack Hughes in check and, uh, you know, hold him off of the score sheet. That's certainly been difficult at times uh, for the New York Rangers. I want to keep everything rolling in just a second here. We got a whole list of things to get to, and we're going to Continue the list by talking about Capo Caco and something big that Caco can do uh, in the playoffs and specifically the first round against, once again, either the Devils or Canes. We will get to that in just a second as far as how Caco can help the New York Rangers. But first, I just got to let everybody know today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're about to have. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never need to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. I just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And to just kind of keep this list rolling here, I want to 
Point the spotlight at Capo Caco. You know, Caco last year had a nice run through the playoffs with the rest of the kids on the kid line. Uh, I think they kind of took the league by storm. Ranger fans were all about it, having a lot of fun cheering on the kids last year. I do think there were times that, you know, their play was a little bit uneven from game to game. There were certain nights where they weren't all that noticeable, but then there were other nights where they completely took over the game and were the best line on the ice for either team. And you just hope that the kid line in general brings some more consistency this year and basically picks up where they left off last year. But as good as the kid line was, and I think certainly you'll take the kind of production that they provided from your third line, but as good as they were, you know, Capo Caco ends up being a healthy scratch in game six of the Eastern Conference Final in Tampa Bay with the Rangers facing elimination. He's a healthy scratch in favor of Dryden Hunt. I got nothing against Hunt. Obviously, you know, he's a hardworking player and uh, would stick his nose in there, watch out for his teammates while he was a New York Ranger. But, you know, the Rangers ended up having to place him on waivers early this season. He gets claimed and uh, Dryden Hunt, obviously no longer a New York Ranger. Whereas with Capo Caco, he's somebody that's supposed to be a building block, one of the pillars of your franchise. So I didn't agree with that move to scratch him last season. And uh, probably never will agree with that move. But uh, Kako, you know, there's a chance for a little bit of a redemption story. Obviously, you know, his season ended very unceremoniously last year in the playoffs when he was scratched. And, you know, he wasn't able to go out there and help his team. But he's doing a great job this year. I can't envision any scenario where Capo Kako ends up being a healthy scratch in this year's playoffs. He's just played too well, uh, especially with the rest of the kid line, the way they've been producing down the stretch here. And Kako uh, had a recent stretch where he had a goal in three straight games. And that kind of leads me to the next thing I want to talk about and what I believe Capo Kako needs to do in the playoffs to really help the Rangers really be an X factor for the New York Rangers. So Kako recently has shown an ability to score some dirty goals. You know, and I talked about this not that long ago, but you've got this kid line of former first-round picks, Lafreniere, Heedle, and Kako, and you want to see all these highlight real goals and all these beautiful passes and, you know, Lafreniere uh, playing the puck between his legs and scoring on the backhand. We saw him do that not too long ago. And, and those goals will be there from time to time. But with Kako, I'm looking for some of those dirty goals, man. You know, he really has found an ability to do this recently. And to kind of illustrate my point here, I want to take a look back at the five most recent goals that Capo Caco uh, has scored, because he went through a little bit of a drought before that. But the five goals are all at least somewhat recent, you know, the last handful of weeks at least. And I want to look at those and uh, just kind of break them all down and talk about what he's been able to do here, and that is score some dirty goals. Now, his most recent goal came in that absolute battle that the uh, the Rangers had against Tampa Bay. Now, this one was not a dirty goal. This one came on the rush. You had Heedle up the center of the ice, passes to his right to Kako. Kako with a wrist shot from the uh, dot in the right face-off circle, and he scores uh, for the Rangers. So that one was, you know, scoring on the rush. But take a look at the four most recent goals before that. They are all at least somewhat of the dirty goal variety. Second most recent goal that Kako scored was against the Washington Capitals. On this play, Capo Kako crashes the net. He had a defender just all over him on this play, but he's there in the crease, you know, holding his ground. Uh, he gets a pass from Ke'Andre Miller out of the corner, and he scores right there from the doorstep. The third most recent goal was against the Buffalo Sabres. You had Lafreniere taking a shot from the right side. Uh, the save was made. Hedl was unable to bury the rebound. Puck kind of shot up into the air. But there's Capo Caco. He's, he's hustling. He's getting to where he needs to be. And he stuffs it home once again right there from the doorstep. 
Uh, fourth most recent goal was against the Florida Panthers. This happened after the Rangers stole the puck, uh, specifically Philip Heedle stole the puck. He passes in deep to his right to Lafreniere. Lafreniere gets it back to Heedle. Uh, Heedle not able to finish from the doorstep, but uh, there comes Capo Caco just flying into the picture, looking like he was shot out of a cannon and uh, finding the loose puck and burying it. Kind of went sailing through the air, you know, while he was uh, taking the shot here. I think he tripped over somebody, but again, just a blue collar, hardworking goal for Capo Caco there. And then the fifth most recent goal that uh, Caco scored, you get Ryan Lingren taking a shot. Capo Caco finds the rebound. He buries it once again from in deep. And you know, again, with Capo Caco and these guys that are drafted high, you're expecting these beautiful highlight real goals, and they will get those from time to time. But I think Capo Caco, we've seen him one year after the next start to assert himself a little bit more, start to take advantage of his size and his strength. And if he can play uh, the way that Vladimir Tarasenko does, because we've seen Tarasenko since he's been a Ranger make some really strong drives to the net, just kind of that will not be denied, you know, mindset and not settling for a shot from the perimeter, a shot that in all likelihood is not going to go in, uh, finding a way to will yourself to the front of the net. That's what we need from Capo Caco. We need to see him in there in the crease, providing with the, the Rangers with a uh, another net front presence. And so far, so good down the stretch here for Capo Caco. I really think that Capo Caco, the way he can help the Rangers the most is, again, taking advantage of his size and strength, scoring some of those blue-collar goals. Not every goal is going to be, uh, you know, of the highlight real variety, and that certainly applies for the playoffs because the playoffs, I mean, how many goals do we score in the playoffs that come as the result of a deflection or, you know, there's a scramble in front of the net? That's the kind of goals that you need to be scoring in the playoffs. You'll get some highlight real goals from time to time, but the team that can really play with some grit and find a way to score those blue-collar goals, uh, they're going to be put over the top as a result of that. So if Capo Caco can continue to help the Rangers in that department, then that becomes an X-Factor for the New York Rangers. I mean, Kako and the Kid Line, you could expand this whole X-Factor to include Capo Kako in general and the entire Kid Line in general because they're the third line. They'll be matched up with some other third lines and they should be able to win a lot of those battles. But man, Capo Kako getting the net, cleaning up some rebounds, scoring some dirty goals for this team, taking advantage of his size and strength the way he's begun to do, you know, very slowly but very surely over his time in this league. I think that's going to be absolutely huge uh, for the New York Rangers. Another X-Factor here, Vincent Trocek on the face-off circle. I'm big on face-off wins, always have been, always will be. You know, Vincent Trocek, there's a lot of reasons why the Rangers brought him in, just kind of a Swiss Army knife, a guy that can pretty much uh, do a little bit of everything to help you win, and he's had a heck of a first season with the New York Rangers. But look at what he's done on the face-off circle. He has won 56.5% of his face-offs. That is the best success rate of Vincent Trocek's career. Uh, two years ago, he was at 56% even with the Carolina Hurricanes. So he beat his previous career high. It's also an area where he's just gotten better and better and better throughout his career. You know, if you look at his career totals, it basically increases every year as far as the uh, percentage of face-offs that he wins. But then you also look at the Rangers as a whole, and okay, how have they done on the face-off circle this year? Because we thought this might be the first time in a long time where the Rangers win more than half of their face-offs, and unless they rally down the stretch here, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. As a team, the Rangers are 20th in the NHL at 49.1%, so it's a little bit better than it's been in recent seasons, but they're still not at 50%. And when you look past Trocek, you look at the other centers on the New York Rangers as far as how they've fared on the face-off circle. Mika Zibanejad is at 49 0.4%. Philip Heedle, and uh, I warn you, this is not pretty. Philip Heedle is at 39.3% for this season. And Barclay Goodrow is actually at a career worst 45.3%. So uh, winning faceoffs 
in the playoffs, in an environment where everything becomes magnified, everything becomes that much more important, it's absolutely huge to me. And the other three Rangers centers are all below 50%, and that's where Vincent Trocek really comes in, and his ability to win faceoffs becomes a big-time X factor uh, for the New York Rangers. And, you know, I don't know if there's a way to measure this or really quantify this, but something I've noticed about Trocek is that not only is he really good on faceoffs, that's obvious, anybody that watches this team knows that, but it feels like every time there's like a really big faceoff and a really big spot, you know, the Rangers are down by a goal and there's a minute left and there's a faceoff in the Rangers zone or the opposite. You know, the Rangers are down by a goal and there's a minute left and there's a faceoff in the attacking zone. Uh, it feels like Vincent Trocek always wins those faceoffs. He comes up clutch when it comes to uh, his faceoff wins. And that's so big. I mean, that can be the difference between winning and losing a game. And, you know, something else, and I've always mentioned this because, I, like I said, I'm big on faceoffs. You know, if there's a situation where, I mean, just say it's like the middle of the second period, the game's tied at one, and I don't know, it's game two of a playoff series. You know, if Vincent Trocek wins a faceoff in the defensive zone, and the Rangers, you know, end up working the puck out of the zone and into the neutral zone, and, you know, maybe the Rangers get possession of the puck, and, and they go on the attack, and, and nobody scores, but that faceoff win in the defensive zone by Vincent Trocek there... We have no way of knowing what would have happened if the Ranger opponent, you know, say the Devils, if the Devils had won that faceoff. Maybe if the Devils win that faceoff and Trocek loses it, you know, they've got their top line out there and they've got a play drawn up and there's something they're looking to do. Maybe they execute that play perfectly and maybe they score the goal and maybe they now have a one goal lead and maybe they now go on to win the game by exactly one goal. So uh, there's ways that you can't even measure just how important faceoffs are because a situation like that, we'll never know. You know, could the Devils have scored if they won the faceoff here? Well, we don't know because Vincent Trocek won the faceoff for the New York Rangers. So I think it's absolutely huge. And I fully expect to see Vincent Trocek out there uh, in big spots in the game, taking really important faceoffs. And, you know, that as kind of a quick aside here shows you how valuable Vincent Trocek is because, yeah, he'll be on the ice taking a faceoff if the Rangers are trying to protect a one goal lead. And he'll be on the ice taking a faceoff if the Rangers are trying to get back, uh, come back from being down by a goal. He'll be on the uh, on the ice in both of those situations and very likely winning a faceoff for you. So that's absolutely huge. And uh, I'm looking for that as, as an X factor in the playoffs. Vincent Trocek's ability to not only win faceoffs, but win faceoffs in big spots. So going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. Got to talk about uh, a certain player that needs to stay healthy. Got to talk about another player that needs to play better in the playoffs this year than he did last year. And we're going to do all that and a little bit more in just a second. All right, so keeping everything rolling right along here, uh, I wanted to kind of stay away from, well, stay healthy, make sure you don't get injured and all this stuff, because, it, it you know, it's just so obvious, you know, going into a season, what are the keys for the Rangers this season? Stay healthy. Well, yeah, no kidding. That That's true of any team in sports, but I do want to single out one player that must stay healthy, and that would, of course, be Ryan Lindgren. Uh, if Lindgren plays the final two games of the regular season, because, again, it, it's before uh, the Rangers Monday night game. And then of course they also play on Thursday. Um, but if Lindgren finishes the season by playing both of these two regular season games, then he will have missed a total of 19 games this season. That's the most that uh, he's ever missed. And, you know, it's just one of those situations where you look at what happened last year in the playoffs when, when the Rangers were scuffling so badly against the Penguins and just getting lit up in games three and four, you know, the Penguins are scoring six or seven goals a night there. And, Ryan Lindgren was not available. Ryan Lindgren was out of the uh, lineup with an injury, and he got back in Game 5, and, and look how that series turned around. And, you know, his style of play, 
his game, it just it just screams playoff hockey. Uh, he establishes a physical tone, and I've said this before too, but he is the heart and soul of this team. It seems like a lot of Rangers, uh, you know, really gravitate toward him. And sometimes, man, it really feels like as Ryan Lindgren goes, so do the New York Rangers. He's somebody that they absolutely must have in the lineup night in and night out. He's somebody that actually makes Adam Fox better. He makes the Norris Trophy winner better. I mean, let that sink in for a second. And I'm sure there's a lot of give and take there. I'm sure Ryan Lindgren has benefited from playing with Adam Fox. But we've seen Adam Fox, you know, I don't want to say struggle. That's too strong of a word. But uh, maybe he's not his absolute best at times when Ryan Lindgren is not in the lineup. So Ryan Lindgren, along with really the entire Ranger team, but Ryan Lindgren specifically dealing with some injuries recently, he is somebody that must stay healthy uh, throughout this run for the New York Rangers. Somebody who needs to play with a lot of confidence and somebody who needs to step it up and play better than he played last year in the playoffs, that would be Artemi Panarin. Artemi Panarin playing with confidence and playing loose and just having some fun out there, that is an X factor for the New York Rangers. You know, we think Artemi Panarin and we think all these, you know, highlight real plays, we think excellent passing. We might even think uh, somebody who is selfless to a fault. I, I really do wish Artemi Panarin uh, would shoot the puck a little bit more, um, and hopefully he will in the playoffs. And obviously, look, he shot the puck in Game 7 against Pittsburgh, so uh, we can't forget that. But yeah, you know, last year in the playoffs, something just fell off. Something just felt like it was lacking uh, from Artemi Panarin. And he even admitted, you know, that he had, he had struggled with his confidence a little bit in the playoffs. It just looked like he was so indecisive with what he wanted to do every time he had the puck, you know, maybe gripping the stick a little bit too tight. And Artemi Panarin needs to be Artemi Panarin. He needs to be the bread man. You know, we're used to seeing this guy go out there and just have the time of his life playing hockey. You know, he's, he's like, he's almost like a little kid playing hockey out there sometimes because, you know, a lot of times these pro athletes, they forget that. It's supposed to be fun. You know, you're supposed to enjoy yourself. And Artemi Panarin, I think part of the key to his success over the years has been that he goes out there and he just, he's himself. You know, he doesn't try to be anybody else and he's relaxed. He's loose. He has fun playing the game, plays very instinctive hockey. He got away from all that in the playoffs last year. And I don't know if it was uh, the playoff pressure in and of itself, or maybe it's like an idea that, well, it's the playoffs now. I have to be serious. I have to lock it. No, no, no. Be Artemi Panarin. Be who you've always been. And look, I get it. These are huge games. And of course, you have to be serious to a, a certain degree, even if you are Artemi Panarin. But if you're loose, to, if you're used to playing loose and having fun and just enjoying yourself out there and yucking it up with your teammates, you can still do that in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. You know, be true to who you are, be true to your personality, and do the things and carry yourself the same way that has led you to become one of the best players in the world. Don't get too far away from that just because it's the playoffs. Enjoy yourself, go out there, have a blast, and be the bread man that we all know and love. So, And, and something that I think tells me that he will do that this year is the Rangers have played a couple of games recently where you know, we get this term playoff-like intensity, playoff-like, you know, emotions or whatever you want to call it, playoff-like atmosphere. Uh, and Artemi Panarin's played very well in some of those games. We had that insane game that the Rangers played against the Lightning with all the fights and all the hitting and pretty much everything you can think of. Artemi Panarin was out there for 22 minutes and five seconds. Uh, that's not the most that he's played all season, but it's up there pretty high. And uh, he scored a goal in that game. So uh, that was obviously good to see. And he played very well in that game. Uh, the game against the Washington Capitals got very nasty at times, especially toward the end. Artemi Panarin, uh, you know, out there against the Capitals team that, you know, all, all that nonsense that happened a couple of years ago, all the things with Tom Wilson. Artemi Panarin ends up with three assists in that game as the Rangers pull away from the Caps. And then there was also a game not too long ago. The Rangers played the, the Canes. That game, too, 
was played with playoff-like intensity. Panarin was all over the ice. He had a goal and an assist in that game. So the games that have felt the most like playoff games for the Rangers this season, especially recently, uh, Artemi Panarin is playing very, very well. He's at the top of his game. So And there's no substitute for the real Stanley Cup playoffs. I get that. But I, I still think it bodes well that the games that have felt the most like playoff games, Artemi Panarin has gone out there and uh, played very, very well for the New York Rangers. And uh, in many more cases than not, has contributed to the scoring. Uh, another X factor for the playoffs, Patrick Kane. Just Patrick Kane. Um, you know, are we going to get the three-time Stanley Cup winner, the, the Hart Trophy winner, the Ted Lindsay Award winner? He's pretty much won everything. Uh, nine-time All-Star, Con Smythe winner, Art Ross winner. The guy who's played 136 career Stanley Cup playoff games. Uh, are we going to get that guy? Possibly the greatest American-born hockey player of all time. I mean, we could debate that, but certainly he's in the running there. Um, are we going to get that guy? Or are we going to get the guy who's played a little bit hesitant, has been um, you know, just not really himself down the stretch with the New York Rangers? And it is entirely possible, and this is something that I've mentioned in the past, other Ranger fans have mentioned this too, uh, that Artemi Panarin He's 34 now, not ancient, of course, but you know somebody who's on the back nine of his career as opposed to the front nine. Is it possible that he's saving some of his energy? He wants a full tank of gas for the playoffs, and uh, he wants to be able to go out there and just cut it loose and, and play like an absolute maniac. It'd be great to see that, um, and I hope that that's what's going on here. I just hope we're not going to get the Artemi Panarin who's constantly deferring um, there's certain games where he just doesn't stand out that much. And it is possible, once again, that he is pacing himself. He, he understands the position that the Rangers are in. He understood that as soon as he got traded here, this team is going to the playoffs. You know, I'm going to chip in, obviously, here and there, but I'm not going to go full bore. I'm not going to really step on the gas until the playoffs. I'm really, really hoping, and I know I can't be alone here, that that is the case with Patrick Kane, that he will step on the gas, find another gear, Find, you know, go up a couple gears for the playoffs if you're Patrick Kane. So I want to see Showtime Patrick Kane uh, come Stanley Cup playoffs. And Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane himself is just an X factor for the New York Rangers uh, come playoff time here. I think another X factor, and this one applies if the Rangers play the Devils. I mean, it applies if they play the Canes too, but I think certainly against the Devils. The star players for the Rangers need to be the star players for the Rangers against the New Jersey Devils. I think there's been too many games this season, and of course the Devils won three out of four from the Rangers in the regular season, um, but there's been too many games where the Rangers star players against the Devils, you just don't really notice them. You know, Panarin's quiet, even Mika Zibanejad's kind of quiet, and there's been games where, uh, against the Devils specifically, where Kreider's just been a ghost. Um, you know, Adam Fox is seemingly held in check when the Rangers play the Devils, so uh, it's very simple. You know, there's no button for me to push or any magical solution that I have here, but the star players for the Rangers simply need to play at a higher level when the Rangers are playing the Devils. And the Devils, they're one of those teams that, you know, I, I've been very impressed. I have to uh, I have to acknowledge this. I've been very impressed by the Devils when they play the Rangers, just how hard they compete on every shift, how much they pressure the puck, uh, how much urgency they seem to play with. And I don't know if, you know, that's something they do against every opponent or if they're just extra up for these games against the New York Rangers. Um, I'm not really sure there, but they they bring it every single shift. They fight for every loose puck. They compete on every, you know, every game, every moment that they play against the New York Rangers. So uh, the Rangers need to you know, basically come back over the top and throw that right back at the Devils, and that starts with the best players for the Rangers. You can't have, you know, guys like Artemi Panarin, guys like Mika, Kreider. I mean, Tarasenko and Kane weren't here for all the games against the Devils, but you can't have all those types of players, um, you know, not showing up for the Rangers, not being engaged for the Rangers uh, against the New Jersey Devils. Sooner or later, your best players are going to have to be your best players uh, if you're going to advance in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that will especially be the case when the Rangers are playing the Devils. 
Something else that I see is kind of an X factor. This is kind of a fun one and uh, involves the fans more than the Rangers. But uh, yeah, I'm going to say an X factor for the Rangers in the playoffs. Home ice advantage in New Jersey or in Carolina. Because Ranger fans travel very well. And I've noticed this more the last two seasons than maybe ever before. Um, it's possible that with this recent run of Ranger success, we've got more Ranger fans kind of popping up all over the country. That's certainly possible. But Ranger fans travel very well, and they are kind of spread out across the country. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of them in Florida. Uh, anytime the Rangers play on the road against the Canes, there's a ton of Ranger fans. And Ranger fans, when they play on the road against either the Islanders or Devils, it is not uncommon at all for there to be more Ranger fans in those buildings than Islander fans or than Devil fans. And so if the Rangers are... You know, well, we know they're going to play the Devils or the Canes, but uh, that being the case, let's see Ranger fans travel. Let's see them go in those arenas and let's see them make noise and let's see them give the Rangers home ice advantage on the road. We know Madison Square Garden is going to be rocking and Ranger fans are going to be making all kinds of noise and that's going to be an electric environment. We know that, but let's also get home ice advantage for this team on the road. Don't cause any problems. You know, if you're going to this game, don't pick a fight with anybody or anything like that. You know, we've all been at a game where you know, people are drunk and acting stupid, and the next thing you know, there's a brawl going on. Uh, so we don't need any of that. But get in there and make some noise and support your team and, you know, turn uh, an away game into a home game or do as much of that as you possibly can. I mean, you're not going to completely overtake the arena, but uh, if there were more Ranger fans uh, on the road in New Jersey or in Carolina than there are home fans cheering for either home team, uh, that would be awesome, and that would be something that I think would certainly benefit the team. Uh, I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. Obviously, the Rangers going to be wrapping up the regular season with a home game on Thursday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Going to be very curious to see how that game goes. If we get a 60-minute pillow fight because nobody wants to get injured on either team, or if we see uh, an absolute battle because both teams see it as you know the final tune-up for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Going to be very, very interested to see uh, how that game pans out. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.